Alright everybody, so today I would love to talk to you about meditation. That is something that I have been doing for uh, maybe about a year and a half now and it's done wonders for me so I want to talk a little bit about it with you. Just kind of give you my backstory with it and then a little bit more in depth with more expert knowledge about it. So, without further ado, welcome to this episode of Understanding Kindness. Alright, so, when I first tried meditation, I was in college, so it was maybe about five years ago or so, and I downloaded this app called Headspace, which... I'm sure many of you have heard of. It's probably the biggest meditation app there is, aside from Calm, which I've never used. And by the way, nothing here is sponsored. This is all just my opinion and what I really think about these, well, this app specifically. But so, yes, I downloaded this app and started using that. I believe I tried meditating when I would wake up every day. And honestly, that did not work for me at all. And I'm pretty positive that's why it didn't stick, because I would wake up super tired. I mean, I'm a college student at that point, right? So wake up super tired and then try this meditation, and I just couldn't focus because I was tired and just really wasn't working for me. So I didn't really do it again after that. Then after college, so a couple years later, I fell into this depression had a lot of anxiety as well. That was more before the depression, but I did fall into a depression after breaking up with a boyfriend of mine, and it was just really hard to cope. I started seeing a therapist at that point for the depression and the anxiety as well, but mostly because of the depression. While seeing them, they suggested meditation as Try, like trying it out, having this be like a cornerstone for what I can fall back on. So I gave it another shot. This time I was trying it at night before I went to bed. And for me, this was super calming and relaxing, kind of made it easier to go to bed. And for me, I have a really strict nighttime routine, uh, which also helps me wind down for bed. So I just kind of slid that in there. I believe when I first started, I was probably only doing three or five minutes at a time. And for me, that was pretty perfect just to get into it and really get the feel for it and figure out how it works. So three to five minutes I started at and then I gradually worked my way up to 10 minutes, I think, before bed every night. What I was noticing, not, it wasn't so, it wasn't as blatantly obvious as you might think, but I just kind of noticed myself listening more, being more present, being able to focus on things more keenly. And I, I, I wouldn't necessarily at that time attribute it to the meditation. But looking back, it, it's obviously that because once I got more into the flow of meditating while I was meditating, the breathing and focusing on your breath and bringing your mind back when it wanders, because it wanders constantly, 
that's what minds do. Uh, so meditation, you know, is to bring us back to that sense of breath and being in the present moment instead of thinking about everything else. So once I was able to settle into that, I started doing 10 minutes. And like I said, that helped me go to sleep really well. At this point, if you have the Headspace app, you know that there's a little streak counter. So each day adds to your streak. And I don't like, I, I wanted a big streak. I didn't want to lose, you know, the week or two that I had. So I kept it up every day. Even if I didn't want to in the morning, it would kind of weigh on me in the back of my mind, like, oh, I don't want to lose that streak. I got to do a couple minutes or whatever to keep the streak going sometime during this day. The great thing about meditation is that it doesn't matter how long you do each session for. What matters is that you're practicing and you continue to practice it and hone this new skill. So once you realize that it's more just about the the continuity and what's that word that I'm thinking of um well it's more just about you know continuing to keep up with it rather than how long you're spending then you it, it's it makes it a bit easier to do because you can just take those two three minutes out of your day in the middle of the day you know take some deep breaths try to focus on that breath and just be present and then just the act of doing that for me at least kept in my mind at the back of my head to stay present throughout the day or if I'm about to stand up to like go to the bathroom or sometimes when I'm on the toilet in the bathroom I'll just take you know 10 breaths and because that's a really peaceful time obviously no one else is around and it's easy to just stop and close my eyes and take 10 breaths and then kind of refocus myself recenter myself and be more present really any time during the day. So that's always in the back of my head. And just knowing that I, to keep up with it, and it's going to continually become easier and make my life better, really, because it is bringing me into the present, into how I'm feeling right now. And it allows me to focus on the people in front of me, the task in front of me, you know, whatever it is. I'm just able to focus better now. Now, I think my streak is at like 560 some days. So there's no way that I'm breaking this streak. Um, but I have been doing it for, you know, a year and a half. And it didn't really, I didn't really start noticing the differences for a while. Like I was saying, I, I couldn't really attribute it to meditation at first because I just wasn't sure what meditation was supposed to give me or what was supposed to be happening. It's just like, okay, yeah, I'm thinking about my breath and trying to be present, but my mind kept wandering. And I think what a lot of people get wrong about meditation is that you have to do it perfect every time. And that's definitely not true because you can't stop your mind from wandering. No matter how much willpower you have, it's designed to continually go unless you actively train it to be in this present moment. But again, you have to realize that even in those moments when you are actively trying to keep yourself present, it's still hardwired to roam and think about other things and 
that's not a bad thing. It's just something that we have to work with to help ourselves be present now. You know, a lot of anxiety is caused from worrying about the future. So when we literally just pull our mind back from that, once it's wandered away, you just come back to the present and you can't have anxiety in the present because anxiety is literally worry about things that are to be. Now I want to talk a little bit about an episode of Unlocking Us with Brene Brown. The episode itself was not about meditation, though the person that Brene had on, Chris Hewerts, they talked a little bit about mindfulness and meditation, so I want to kind of pull from that a bit and talk about these things from this episode. In the episode, it was talk, they were talking about, Chris was talking about this interior place inside of us of mindfulness and meditation and how we can, we can build a better world, but it has to come from this place inside of us, this mindfulness and this meditation. And Chris talked about three uh, cornerstones for that, which are solitude, stillness, and silence. So those are connections for what's completely just out of control in our lives. Chris talked about each one individually saying silence teaches us to listen to ourselves and others. Solitude teaches us to be present to ourselves and others and stillness arrests what's out of control and allows us to observe the unintended harmful consequences of our best efforts in the world. So I'll kind of talk a little bit about each one, but I I think I want to hone in on stillness a little bit more because that's kind of, I I don't know, I just want to hone into that a little more. We'll see where it goes. (laughs) So silence, obviously it's quiet, so we're able to listen and silence can definitely be uncomfortable. I'm someone that is not uncomfortable with silence. Silence is vulnerable though, and as we know already, I love vulnerability, so silence is like no biggie for me but it can be very anxiety-inducing for others, I understand. But I, I really do believe what Chris says here, that it teaches us to listen to ourselves, obviously, as well as others. When we're quiet, we, we open ourselves up to listen to others. More what I talked about in the first episode is being able to listen to ourselves, which I believe is incredibly important because... If we can't listen to ourselves, we're not able to listen to others. It's as simple as that, that the silence is what teaches us to be able to listen to ourselves and others. Solitude, teaching us to be present to ourselves and others, you know, I think that's more just a being the being present part when we're in solitude. We can stand here. We can be mindful of what's happening here. And then, you know, like I was saying before, able to focus on the people in front of us, the task in front of us. And again, if we're in solitude and silence, we can hone in and listen to ourselves right now in this present moment as well. Again, meditation and mindfulness, because mindfulness is kind of, you have it in meditation, but obviously we're not walking around meditating, but we do walk around, we can walk around and be mindful. So mindfulness is the the thing that we're that we're learning while we meditate so that meditation and mindfulness helps us to be silent and to be in solitude 
Now the stillness, so everything is out of control around us and just being still allows us to observe these unintended harmful consequences that happen even when we are doing, you know, our best effort, making our best effort, doing what we think is best. We can't predict every outcome and we can't control any outcome. So being able to just sit with it in the silence and solitude as well, being still, being present, we can observe these consequences that have happened with what we've done with the world. And instead of reacting quickly without thinking about it, without being able to control that reaction, if we sit and give just some time to process, it it makes it easier to deal with not only that one situation, but, you know, any other situation that happens around you. So I guess I didn't spend any extra amount of time on stillness specifically than either of the other two, but I guess that's because they all work together and they're all part of this mindfulness that we learn from meditation. And when I say this focus that I've gotten from meditating and, you know, I can focus and hone in on the people in front of me better and this task at hand better. I'm really, that focus I'm talking about is this mindfulness that I'm getting from meditation and just this present awareness of myself and other people's emotions because when we're interacting with others, you know, it's not just a single one-sided conversation most of the time. We all know those people that it can be one-sided unintentionally. However, when we're able to be mindful and present with that other person that we're sharing this time and space with, we can just be happier in that moment and really interact with each other better because we're aware of even the unintended consequences of our actions. You know, a lot of times the intended actions hopefully they're not harmful um and those are you know good vibes or whatever when we push these good things out into the world and they have the good intended consequences that we intended however when those unintended harmful consequences come about we're able to deal with them better and see them more clearly and not only see them clearly in the moment but then if we're truly seeing the harmful consequence for what it is, how it affected someone else or something else, and see that we don't want that to happen to us and we don't want to make someone else feel that way or we didn't want this to happen, we can then self-correct. However, we cannot self-correct if we can't self-observe. Mindfulness staying in solitude and stillness and silence, being aware, that's how we're able to see what our actions actually do in the world. And if we're not happy with them, that's when we can change them, but we can't change anything if we aren't aware of it happening. Mindfulness and meditation are extremely important in just growing as a person and learning about yourself, learning about the world as well, others around you. I I can't stress enough how much it, how important it really is because if we can't self-observe, then there's no way we can self-correct. Now, I know I mentioned Headspace already, 
And again, I have not tried any of these other meditation apps. I have never tried Calm, but I've heard of it and people love it. I use Headspace and I really love it. I know that meditation cannot, it, it doesn't seem like it's for everyone. And who, what do I know? Maybe it's not for everyone. I do know that it has helped me grow as a person, you know, understand myself and the world better and how I have these unintended harmful consequences that I would love to change. So meditating is, for me, I've made it a cornerstone of my mental health. So I get up every day, I meditate. Before I go to bed, I meditate. Throughout the day, I'm taking 30 seconds maybe to take 10 breaths and well really I think it's five breaths but you count to 10. I can't stress enough that keeping up with it and going at your own pace you know two three five minutes at the start don't sweat it that is a perfect amount that's all you need to get started what you need is the consistency that was the word I was looking for earlier consistency you need to continue to do this consistently because that is what practice makes perfect and if you practice it every day it's going to be something it's not just a skill that oh now you know how to play the piano or what other things do people do they I don't know they learn how to play the guitar anything you know it's not something that you're going to be like oh okay now I know how to play the guitar I have this skill it's a skill that you'll use throughout your life all day, every day, and literally you'll never stop using it because you'll never stop learning about yourself or about others. But in order to do that, you have to have this mindfulness that you can achieve through meditating or learn through meditating. So keep at it, you know, slow and steady. It takes time. Like I said, when I first started on my second, you know, trial of it, a couple of years ago, I did it a couple minutes a day and wasn't really starting to feel see the effects of it until maybe a month and a half, two months of doing it every day consistently that I kind of realized, oh, this newfound mindfulness and focus is from practicing this during meditation. And now, even at, what am I, at, a year and a half now, 500-some days, I'm still not great at it. My mind, I just got out of a pretty long spell. I'd say a few months, if not, then, you know, just shy of two months that I, when I, every time I meditated, my mind was wandering. And then by the time I finally was able to find my breath and keep it for any length of time, uh, the meditation was over. And you know, at that point, I would just kind of be like, all right, I guess we'll try next time. And I just, as much as I hated it and wished that I could just focus on the breath and tried every time I meditated to just focus on the breath, my mind would wander constantly. And I just kept up with it and listened to my therapist. And well, in the Headspace app, there's little, you know, motivational videos and kind of just uh, coaching you along through it, explaining how it works and the process of it but even those times when you're like oh maybe this isn't working anymore I can't focus I kept doing it and probably about a couple weeks ago 
I found that again where I was able to do the whole 10-minute meditation without drifting off too many times and really I felt like it was a good productive meditation and then from there you know they they were more fulfilling to me more I was more mindful in them and I've seen it a little bit more in my life however I think what I've realized is for me those little breaks throughout the day where I just kind of stop close my eyes take a few breaths and then get back to it just to kind of remind myself to be present and in the moment that is huge for me in my daily meditations and also just being more mindful in my everyday life because I'm reminding myself more about it throughout the day so it takes time but it is so worth it because that is the thing I believe that has launched this maybe not launched it but really allowed it to be as prolific as it has been about learning about myself and figuring all these new things about myself out and how I interact with the world and really just everything about the world I'm figuring more out about how things work which is sketchy and maybe we'll get into in another episode. I do want to stress that meditation is my cornerstone to mental health. I really think it could be for most people and be super useful. You just need to keep at it even when you don't think it's working. One day it'll click. You'll see it. I hope that it helps you out a lot. So try it out. Maybe... If you don't want to get the app, which I would highly recommend Headspace, but if you don't want to get the app, you can just, you know, take a couple, a minute or two out of your day and sit and close your eyes, take a few breaths. You know, I like to count them, so I'll go one with the in-breath, two with the out-breath, three, four, up to ten, and then do it again until I feel calmed and centered maybe that's one time maybe it's three times however long I feel like I need at that time but try it out and see you know it might not work right away like I was saying but it can work with the consistency is that the word I think so now that that word is like doesn't mean anything to me anymore now I've said it too many times in my head (laughs) so try it out give it a shot let me know what you think. Now, before I let you go, I want to wrap this all into, well, the theme of this podcast, understanding and kindness. It might seem obvious at this point, but I do want to reiterate that when we're able to sit in that silence and solitude, we can listen to ourselves, of course, be more present and understand ourselves better, understand others better. And when we are more understanding of ourselves and each other, we're going to be kinder to one another and especially to ourselves. Meditation is something for you, for yourself that you're giving yourself. And it's an act of kindness towards yourself. You're giving yourself that silence and solitude and stillness just to be present in this moment right now alone with yourself maybe with other people 
it's just the act of it, of taking that step for yourself, taking that step to understand yourself better, is being kind to yourself. And it's just going to follow that you do the same towards others. If you enjoyed this episode, help support the podcast. All this content is free and I'd love to make it my job one day. So if you're financially able, join our Patreon or send a one-time or recurring donation through PayPal. You can also share an episode with family or friends and give UK a kind rating and review. Check out understandingkindness.com for all episodes, transcripts, and blog posts. And why not take a listen to my other podcast, Better When Awkward, co-hosted by my childhood best friend, Jasmine. Get in touch with me by emailing understandingkindness at protonmail.com or through social media. You can find all links in the episode notes. For now, be kind, be compassionate, be understanding, and question everything. I'll be here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Understanding Kindness.